We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sox fans, this is your Sox Machine White Sox wake-up call for Wednesday, April 12, 2023. I'm Josh Nelson. Last night, we hosted another watch party on Playback with our friends from the 108, and depending on when you got a chance to join the watch party, you either saw a lot of action or nothing. It was a pitching matchup between Pablo Lopez for the Minnesota Twins and Lance Lynn for the Chicago White Sox. We talked a lot about Lynn on Monday's podcast episode about how his stuff has been underpowered and left-handed hitters were crushing him after two starts. Meanwhile, Lopez in his first two starts with the Minnesota Twins had only allowed one earned run. The White Sox had a tough test in front of them. The first inning started off really well for the White Sox. Andrew Benatendi, leading off for injured Tim Anderson, put together a good at-bat, driving Lopez's pitch count up with nine pitches in that at-bat, and he lined a single to center field. Next was Luis Robert Jr., and he hit a soft chopper back to Lopez. Things got weird on the throw by Lopez, as his sidearm tossed badly missed the mark wide. Robert was credited with an infield single, but the throwing error allowed him to advance to second base, and Benatendi moved up to third base. Next was Gavin Sheets, and he walked on five pitches. Suddenly, it's bases loaded, nobody out for Andrew Vaughn. For most teams, This is an ideal situation. For the White Sox, it's been quite underwhelming and arduous to score runs in this premium position. Off a Lopez sweeper that was located on the outside corner, Vaughn did an excellent job tracking the pitch and trusting his hands to do the work rather than overswing. He got the barrel on the ball and drove it down the left field line for a two RBI double, which immediately doubled the amount of runs Lopez had allowed on the season entering the evening. Now it's runners on second and third, nobody out, and an opportunity for the White Sox to tack even more runs on. Except, yes, Money Grandal struck out, Jake Berger grounded out to third base, Oscar Colas grounded out to first base. A missed opportunity. Nonetheless, Lance Lynn was given a cushion. A cushion that lasted four pitches. Donovan Solano singled the right field in the second pitch he saw. And on a really bad 86-mile-per-hour cutter, Byron Buxton hit an absolute no-doubter for his second home run of the season to tie the game. Good vibes dashed. 
In the second inning, Lynn Honey curveball, guess what, on the second pitch of the at-bat to Michael A. Taylor, who smashed it for his first home run of the season. The Minnesota Twins now lead 3-2. Everyone is concerned about the quality of stuff Lance Lynn is throwing. There's already five runs scored in the game. But quickly, Lopez and Lynn found their rhythm. Starting with Lynn, despite allowing the two home runs and a total of seven hits on the night, he lasted six innings because he struck out ten batters. From the third inning on, Lynn did a much better job of locating his pitches on the corners and started throwing each of them harder. He finished throwing 98 pitches, and his final line was a quality start of six innings, seven hits allowed, three earned runs, no walks, and ten strikeouts. It's just a shame he started the first two innings poorly. Meanwhile, Pablo Lopez was masterful after the first inning. Despite the White Sox forcing Lopez to throw 27 pitches in the first inning, Lopez made it into the eighth inning on 98 pitches. That's right. Lopez threw just 71 pitches over the next six and two-thirds innings against White Sox hitters who had a terrible time making contact off of Lopez's changeup and sweeper. Lopez finished the game retiring 23 straight batters. And his final line was seven two-thirds innings, three hits allowed, two earned runs, one walk, ten strikeouts. Or let me put it in another way. In the first inning, Lopez's line was one inning, three hits allowed, two earned runs, one walk, and one strikeout. After the first inning, six and two-thirds innings, no hits, no runs, no walks, nine strikeouts. Yeah, Lopez is good. We got a chance to see Kenyon Middleton make his White Sox debut, and it was very impressive. He struck out the side of the seventh inning and got Byron Buxton out to start the eighth inning. Jake Diekman replaced Middleton as Trevor Larnock, a left-hander, was batting. Naturally, Diekman walked the left-handed batter, but he was able to prevent any more damage done by the Twins. Twins closer Yoan Duran entered, who hadn't allowed a hit on the season to close it out in the ninth inning. He's the guy who throws 103 with his four-seamer and a 101-mile-per-hour splitter. Just electric stuff. Well, to start the ninth inning against Luis Robert, Duran threw a first-pitch breaking ball, and Robert, with the easiest swing you'll ever see, got the barrel on the ball and hit his fifth home run of the season. His solo shot shocked everyone at Target Field, shocked us during the watch party, and suddenly the game's tied 3-3. Three to three. The White Sox, who were dead in the water, found new life. Duran took care of the White Sox in order after Robert's home run, so to counter, manager Pedro Grafal went to Ronaldo Lopez, despite Lopez getting a four-out save the day before. Lopez answered the bell, pitching a scoreless ninth inning with two strikeouts, including throwing some 101-mile-per-hour darts himself. What brought the game into extras was a fantastic relay by the White Sox. Twins catcher Christian Vasquez hit a liner in the right center gap. Luis Robert tried to make the heroic dive, but fell short. And now the ball is rolling to the wall. Oscar Colas maneuvers around Robert, picks up the ball at the wall, and makes a good throw to Romy Gonzalez as the cutoff. Vasquez tried a stretching a for-sure double into a triple, but Romy Gonzalez made a good throw to third base with Hanser Alberto, a late defensive substitution for Jake Berger, Able to field that throw, apply the tag just in time. A perfect outfield relay by the White Sox. Didn't see that last year. 
Now it's tied going into the 10th inning, and extra inning shenanigans took place for the White Sox. Despite a new manager and hitting coaches, it was the same result for the White Sox offensively. Lenin Sosa pinch ran for Yasmani Grandal, and he advanced at third base off of Alberto's ground out up the middle. Colas hit the ball in the air, but not deep enough to left field for Sosa to tag up and score. Then Romy Gonzalez had a weak comebacker to Twins pitcher Griffin Jacks, ending the White Sox half of the 10th inning scoreless. In the bottom half, and it's hard for me not to laugh at this, but Michael A. Taylor laid down a good bunt that Hanser Alberto fielded, and his throw to first base hit Taylor in the head. The ball ricocheted off the helmet, and the game-winning run scores. What a way to lose a game. The White Sox fell 4-3, the same score they won the first game of the series by, and their record drops to 5-7. and seven. Today's a quick turnaround. First pitch is at 12.10 p.m. Central Time, as Lucas Giolito will take the mound. He's allowed 17 hits in his first two starts. That's a number to pay attention to while he's just walked one batter. Hopefully, he can have a third productive start of the season to put the White Sox in a position to win. It won't be easy. Pitching for the Twins will be Sonny Gray. The bad news, Gray has been just as good as Lopez to start the season, as he's allowed just one run in two starts. The good news... The White Sox do have a good track record of success against Gray, including last year when Luis Robert hit a big grand slam to power a White Sox victory. You can watch the game on NBC Sports Chicago or listen on ESPN 1000 AM. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Down on the farm, the Charlotte Knights dropped to 5-5 five and five on the season as they lost to the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp 9-5. Zach Remillard had a big night at the plate as he went 3-for-5, hitting two home runs and driving in four RBIs. Carlos Perez hit his first home run of the season as he went 1-for-4. It was a bullpen game for the Knights, who still don't have enough starting pitchers to go around. And with the exception of Franklin Germán, each reliever allowed three hits and at least two runs as the Knights pitching walked 10 batters while striking out seven. Birmingham had their home opener and the offensive pitching fell short. The only thing notable in their 9-2 loss is that the Barons pitching combined to go eight hits allowed, nine earned runs, nine walks, and nine strikeouts. Just an odd final line between five pitchers. 
Winston-Salem is on the board with their first win of the season, beating Brooklyn 5-3. White Sox 2022 third-round pick out of the University of Georgia, Jonathan Cannon, made his first start for the dash as he threw 76 pitches on his way of going five innings. Three hits allowed, two earned runs, two walks, and three strikeouts allowing one home run. Offensively, Lytle Ciappelli hit his first home run in 2023, a two-run shot, on his way going two for four. DJ Gladney went one for four with a double and two RBIs. Kannapolis scored two runs in the third inning to take a two-to-nothing lead over Delmarva, but the Cannonballers offense dried up after that frame as they lose seven to two. Tim Elko went one for four with an RBI, and Jordan Sprinkle was two for five. The Cannonballers starting pitcher Connor McCullough went three and two-thirds innings, but did strike out seven. Around Major League Baseball, and man, there were some wild games last night. First, let's start with Tampa Bay's historic run. Thanks to four more home runs, the Rays improved to 11-0 as they beat the Boston Red Sox 7-2. During this winning streak, the Rays have scored 83 runs and have only allowed 20. I don't know which is more impressive, the offense or the pitching. By the way, the White Sox play the Rays seven times this month. Something to look forward to. History was made in Philadelphia while the Twins were enjoying their end of the Luis Arise for Pablo Lopez trade. Arise became the first Marlin in franchise history to hit for the cycle. His historic performance led the Marlins to an 8-4 victory over the Phillies. The Toronto Blue Jays scored five runs in the eighth inning to pull away from Detroit, winning 9-3. San Diego outlasted the New York Mets 4-2. The Atlanta Braves held off Cincinnati 7-6 as the Braves improved to 8-4 on the season. Baltimore was down 7-3 to Oakland in the fifth inning, but came roaring back thanks to Ryan Mountcastle's grand slam as they punished the A's 12-8. And the craziest game last night happened at Wrigley Field. The Seattle Mariners scored seven runs in the first two innings and probably thought it was going to be an easy night. Except the Chicago Cubs scored eight runs in the bottom of the third inning. The Cubs ended up winning by a final score of 14-9. I don't know what's more shocking. The Cubs are 6-4 and four, or the Mariners are 4-8. and eight. Finally, remember that impressive split in Houston? Well, the Astros got walked off in Pittsburgh, losing 7-4. The Astros are just like the White Sox at 5-7 to start the season. That will do it for this White Sox wake-up call. You can follow us on Twitter. We're at Sox Machine. You can follow me on Twitter at Sox Machine underscore Josh. Subscribe to the Sox Machine podcast wherever you listen to podcasts such as Spotify and Apple Music. We also upload podcast episodes into our YouTube channel, which please subscribe to at youtube.com slash Sox Machine. If you enjoy our work and want more, subscribe to our Patreon to receive exclusive content, ad-free versions of the podcast to the website, and monthly plans start at just $2 a month, or you can save with an annual subscription. Again, sign up at patreon.com slash Machine. The White Sox Wake Up Call is a production of SoxMachine.com, your home for all things Chicago White Sox baseball. I'm Josh Nelson. Thanks for listening. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. 
This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.